Mike Kissarm. Welcome to the Kiss FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. Nothing is into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a Kiss-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 166 of the Kiss FAQ Podcast. I'm your host, Julian Gill, admin on the FAQ Message Board, and it's just me and Ken today. And uh, we're going to be digging into some of the discs on the Gene Simmons vaults. Um, but first of all, the news. The proposed Nashville Vinnie Vincent Expo, organized by Derek Christopher, the organizer of the Atlanta and Peter Chris Expos in L.A. and New York is off. Apparently, Vinny has decided to go a different direction, which means a different promoter, and uh, set up his own expo. So there is expected to be a Nashville Expo with Vinny Vincent, just nothing to do with Derek. And uh, anyone who's listened to the very many podcasts that recounted the uh, challenges faced by many fans at the Expo, I, I don't think too many are going to shed a tear that uh, Vinny's perhaps decided to try and do it better with someone else. Um, though, of course, Derek's to be commended for bringing Vinny Vincent on stage yeah. and making it all work in Atlanta. So, you know, respect to him for that. But, um, you know, things had not improved from the... Uh, you know, the complaints of New York in particular with Peter Chris and, of course, L.A. was affected by long lines for those uh, queuing up to meet the Catman. So um, plus and minus uh, on that. Again, Derek got him out of the house onto the stage and, you know, the prospect of maybe him doing something with Robert Fleischman musically remains appealing. So. I managed to get my airfare refunded. That's all I, I, <laughs> I'm kind of happy about. That that would have sucked. Well, it's uh, sitting in actually for another, for another trip. So, um, other news, and this one's kind of related. It just arrived today for me, and John Karabi, live in Nashville. The Motley Crue '94 album performed live. A couple of bonus tracks on there. I think uh, "Living in the Know" and "Man in the Moon" for the digital download. Of course, John is related to Kiss by having been in union with Bruce. So that is available from Rat Pat Records. It came beautifully packaged up. Uh, can't wait. To, I don't know if I'm going to give it a spin or do the digital, but uh, look forward to listening to that. Anything on your side? Any any news? You did finally get your vault. I, if I recall correctly, you were in the middle yes. of taping an episode with Mark for the East West Vinyl yeah, Podcast. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. t- so tell, tell everyone about that because you have been waiting since January the 6th to get your vault and it's finally Correct. happened and uh so just walk everyone through that how it, unpacking it and everything that you your for oh. initial impressions of the the girth of that beast well yeah it, it it was a long time coming um it seemed like a long time uh since the you know the vault experience in early january so it kept saying uh you know next week it's shipping and then the next week comes along and then they tell me the next week it's shipping and then it kept going and and then there's problems with the packaging you know they want to make sure of course it doesn't get damaged uh on shipment and and that sort of thing and and the, then they said they're going to ship last week and i'm like is it really going to ship and and they did they they did finally uh get it shipped out um and uh it came in a big, heavy box. I mean, I almost didn't answer the 
like you said, I, I was in the middle of a podcast with Mark, and I, I had my earphones in here, and I, I didn't hear the doorbell. And I think I had just heard the last doorbell time he tried. And then i like, uh-oh. And I, he was about, the guy was about to leave. <laughs> he was almost, he was out to his truck. Uh, I said, hold it. And uh, so he brought, came back and, and I just had to lay it down. Um, so after the, after our podcast was over, um, that's when I, you know, cut it open and I had taken some pictures of, of it, you know, before and after. Um, but it was, it was cool finally getting it um, and, and seeing everything and having it here. It's behind me um, to my, to my right. But, um, and, uh, and then getting the, surprise package um in the you know gene's gift extra gift was a big wow moment because I, I wasn't expecting it um i thought i just thought wow this is so cool <laughs> you know so yeah to get that the shell of the of the boot uh you know a cut out cut half forward half cut cut out of the uh of the boot shell. Um, so that was very cool to have that. And, and so since that last week, um, I, I went pretty heavy into it on last weekend, uh, li listening to the music and trying to get through it and then go through it again. It's a lot of music to get, <laughs> to get through, as you know, Julian. So it, it's a hell of a lot of music. And here I am, what, six weeks later, I, I still feel like I'm trying to digest it. I'm still going mm -hmm. through the book. I'm still correlating every single one of those songs uh, with what I know about them, if anything, because there are some that I, I knew nothing about. Um, mm -hmm. Trying to make sense of the book in, in many cases. I, I'm curious with one thing. Did you go, did you start with disc one or did you go for, what was the first disc that you played? Oh, <laughs> um, I went with, disc one i started at the beginning um you know the beginning of that um so i went to disc one and and started and went through the book as the songs were playing i i read about gene's uh, you know take on each song and you know who recorded it or when how it came to be and, and that sort of stuff um so i was kind of following along uh, in sequence of the disc order so that's how i did it or as i like to say when gene thinks he recorded it and with whom he thinks he recorded it with because um, that's true too <laughs> for a guy who says he can remember everything no, not everything no yeah. uh, you know there there are certain songs in there that are definitely not on rock and roll over gene um and it's in the book uh, but, but, you know, there you go. I, I've, I'm guilty of oh, yeah, those, that was the, a, yeah. those sorts of mistakes all, all the time as well. So it's not just Paul Stanley who can introduce the song off a wrong album. Um, so the kind of what we're going to do with this episode, I want to stress one thing. We are not going to play any music from the vault whatsoever on this episode. So if you're hoping to hear something that is on the vault, um, with yeah. one exception, I will play samples if they come up in our conversation of stuff that has been shared out on the um, on the promotional sampler, which was some brief snippets from some material or songs from my collection so that I can say whether the versions on the 
uh, vaults are better quality, worse quality, same quality, mm. or the same version. So if it circulates out there and I have it, then it's fair game for me to play a sample of. However, it is not sourced from the vault. Um, and I'm not going to punch in higher quality versions of this as I would because, you know, it gets flagged on YouTube. It's not worth the aggravation. A again, nothing is off the vault directly other than samples that have been shared promotionally by Rhino for mm. this particular use. So why else would you put a B-roll clip out of snippets from a song unless you're promoting it, which, as we continue to discuss the vault in depth, is we're promoting it. So, uh, Rhino, don't fucking sue me, all right? It's just not worth it. <laughs> all right, so why don't we start with disc one? And what was the format that I'd recommended? Uh, your favorite two and your least favorite song off each of the discs. Um, right. So let's start with you. We've waited so long to be able to talk about music, Ken. Let's start with disc one. What are your two favorite picks and why? Okay. My my first, disc one, first two favorite picks are, um, and actually it was kind of hard too. I, I want to say that there's some, there's some pretty good songs on there, so it's kind of hard to pick a couple. But I went with, and it could change. I was flip-flopping back and forth. Um, but one of them is... Um, Turn to Stone. I like that song. Um, that one kind of has a, reminds me of like a rainbow riff uh, he has in that. That's that's what the riff sounds like to me, like something from Richie Blackmore would, would write, the, the riff. Um, it has that kind of thing, rainbow kind of feel. Um, so that one's pretty cool. All right, um, I, I want to play a sample of that because that was previously teased on gene speaking in tongues dvd so i can actually play oh, a little okay. clip from that and uh here we go see that riff that's what it reminds me of Yeah, there's some good lyrics on that one as well. I like the vibe of the guitar. It's a, it's a very mid-70s kind of feel to it, but it was recorded, I think, in 1993-ish. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, and they and they have, a, like, the uh, I like the, you know, a little background that, you know, woo-hoo-hoo-hoo kind of thing they do and during the song. I, I like that. I thought it's, it's kind of a good touch. Yeah, so it's a really fun and catchy little number. Um, you know, that's the second track on the first disc. I, I want to ask yeah. you. You know, uh, I don't know if you're going to pick it or not, but um, are you ready? Are you sick of that song yet? Because every every time I've been on the website, mm -hmm. it plays, and we've heard samples, and mm -hmm. and of course it was yeah. the download. <laughs> That's I like the song, but yeah, I've, I've almost overheard it now um, because of like like you said, it's it's everywhere, um, <laughs> and it was the first song that they he allowed as a prepacked download, right? So. Yeah, I was kind of tired of that. I could have chose it. It's a good song. Um, yeah, but... I'm, I'm surprised it wasn't on uh, Sonic Boom, to be honest, because Gene and oh, his yeah. anthems, that is very, that's a lot more of a kind of anthemic kind of song than he's done in many years. So, um, yeah, so I'm tired. I'm kind of getting tired of that one already. So yep. it's good, but I, it's not. Uh, I'm not going to make it my favorite. All right, so what's your second favorite pick off disc one? Okay, uh, my second one is Hey You. And uh, that song is, you know, call-outs, you know, hey, 
you, you know, and uh, it's just a great song. Um, it has a real good riff in it. Has a, I think a, there's a like a, a riff break in it too that it, at one point um, that I like uh, that they do. But it's it's just another kind of catchy rocking song. Um, but uh, that's kind of one that's uh, grown on me pretty fast. So that was one of the songs co-written with Ken Samplin, and I can actually play a sample of that as it was included in the B-roll, so... So two samples played yeah. already. If you're liking what you hear, go to GeneSimmonsVault.com, and Rhino will happily take your credit card payments uh, for the Gene Simmons Vault. And no doubt, home experiences are still available. All right, so those are two very, very good picks off those. I'm going to quickly jump in with my picks here. And I like one of those Tamplin compositions as well. Mm-hmm. And it's not just because it sounds like my name. Juliet. Oh yeah. Is just yeah. it to me I get a really living in color vibe and I never got into that mm-hmm. band but I just really like it musically and again it was included on the B-roll so I'll just play a bit of a, a sample of that. Yeah, I love the kick on there. That's you know, it's just oh, like yeah. it's very similar to "Hey You," but then again, being one of the Tamplin songs, it's hardly surprising that there are similarities. Yeah, that song, um, that was almost one of my the pick, uh, one of my top two picks. So uh, it was very close. I, I I I felt myself when I wasn't even listening to it. I I was hearing. It's one of those songs I'm hearing <laughs> in my head afterwards a lot. Uh, so it's just so catchy. So yeah, uh, that's. That's a good pick. That's so good disc pick. one actually has quite a lot of really good stuff on it. Hand of Fate, which was uh, released on SoundCloud in November mm-hmm. in its entirety for everyone. Um, it is surprisingly, it's grown on me. I wasn't that impressed the first couple of times I listened to it, but um, it has grown on me, but it's not my second pick. That is, I confess, the demo for the Carnival mm-hmm. of Songs, Carnival of Soul song, because it's got, it's very different musically in parts and i've always liked that lyrically and its subject matter um but again the musical difference of the demo i just i just really really get into hearing a lot of the carnival of soul stuff on this vault um so i take that above you know Hmm. some of the other ones which might be uh, a little bit surprising to some and i'm sorry can't play a sample of that it is nowhere to be found so (laughs) all right let's get into least favorite or um, most that, or most disappointing song because it, it's all down to how uh, you approached it which one on the first disc well yeah my most disappointing one on the disc one is uh mongoloid man um i just i don't know you know all the hype about it and the expectations you know like you know joe perry being on it with the uh, gene and i thought oh this is gonna be a great rocking song but it's just kind of out of a song that it doesn't really go anywhere um it's kind of dreary if anything to me um uh, it just doesn't do much doesn't do anything for me um so it was a, it was a big disappointment uh 
hearing that one. Yeah, it's it's exactly how I thought it was going to be. And uh, Rhino, <laughs> one of the episode, little uh, podcast or YouTube snippet things that they did was actually Mongoloid Band, so I could play a little sample of that. Yeah, and that's really enough of that. You know, it's the Daily Planet riff that you hear, what, about a dozen times on the vols in, in different formats. Um, it's it's one of the most recycled Gene Simmons ideas. And, you know, you're expecting Joe Perry. It's it's like this legendary, ah, it's on the vault. And then you're like, that's it? It, 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 it really was that? You know, so everything I'd heard about it came true, and I'm like, oh, okay, well, that is a letdown. Uh, It's no fantastic moment of Gene Simmons' musical career. It's just, (laughs) it's there. So that was my pick as well for the biggest disappointment on that. Um, And other than that, the rest of the stuff is all pretty decent on disc one. There was nothing else that I had to kind of think about. Am I going to make this my least favorite track? No, Mongoloid Man immediately was my pick. I agree. (laughs) <laughs> All right, then let's move totally. on. Let's move on to the second disc in the set. And and again, uh, uh, you know, we're not going to go into every single song here because sure. we don't want to ruin the vault experience for people who haven't received oh, it yeah. or piss Rhino off or Gene, either. Or <laughs> All right, funny. so let's get to your first, uh, your favorite pick on All disc right. two. Disc two. Uh, my first favorite pick on that one is Master of Flash. Um, even though it's a song that, you know, Gene didn't write, but he had the, you know, gumption or whatever you want to call it, to, to buy it uh, off of the, the, you know, the writer of, uh, who wrote it initially. Um, it just has a great, cool thing going on. I mean, it's not the highest quality, which a lot of these songs are, you know, high quality final recordings, but it just has that feel and it has that, you know, that... Uh, David Bowie, right, kind of feel to it. Um, that's just so cool. And even the, you know, the talking part, um, it it all works for me. Uh, it's just so interesting and different. Um, so I, I think it's a great song. It's very, like it's it. it's very grand. It's very kind of pompous and self-important, <laughs> uh, but in in a brilliantly cinematographic kind of way. Yeah, uh, you yeah. know, it, it would have been perfect on Destroyer. It, it, you know, with, oh, Bob, yeah. with Bob Ezrin, you know, maybe uh, tweaking it a little bit. You can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, that was a song by John Montgomery of Street Punk, mm, who, of, yeah. cor- of course, uh, Gene bought the song from, and the copy was transferred to Simmons or Oilcoin in 1980. So, um, definitely dates from the 70s. All right. What's your second pick? All right. My second pick is Rain Keep Falling. Um, 14th song on the disc uh we've heard there's a lot of versions of this um out there um but this one is the one i i really like i really like this song uh this version of it um i didn't write too much about it but i just think it's it's very catchy um and this this is the one version i think works best out of all of his versions that he he has on the um, the box he has a couple more or or variations where he took the same kind of melody i guess (laughs) and did something else with the song but uh this that's a good really good song 
Yeah, and that was previously released uh, in 2006, I think, on the Family Jewels uh, Season 1 DVD bonus mm -hmm. CD. So I can play a little bit of that. However, it's slightly different on, on the vault. So here's a sample. Yeah. All right, so I'm not going to do the whole 30 seconds sure. on that. Um, and that was one of my picks, as well as a favorite from this disc. Oh, uh, I've good. always liked that from the moment I got that bonus disc uh, way back. I didn't bother watching Family Jewels, but I sure as hell played that song quite a bit. I was very surprised by it. Uh, very, very good Gene Simmons track, good vocal. And even for a demo, the, the quality on that one is outstanding. My one criticism is that it's mm. brick wall to death on the vault. And mm. the original 2006 one is, for my ears, uh, more appealing. At lower volume, you get more of the kind of detail out of it. But, you okay. know, that's, that's just a personal quibble. You can't can't do much about it. My second pick, and, and it was really, really difficult. There's uh, obviously Vinny's songs on here, as is Bells oh, of Freedom, yeah. which is getting <laughs> a lot of positive response. But uh, Weapons, Power to Raise the Dead. Ace Frehley's take on weapons. Uh, apparently, he didn't like the lyrics, oh, yeah, yeah. so he yeah, uh, went to and wrote his own, and he sings on it, sings over the demo. Um, I just love it. It's aggressive. It's um, got a little bit of spoken word part, like that. I can't remember the name of that dreadful. Um, oh no, it was uh, "Don't Run." The don't the, run. The, yeah, the 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 precursor to dark light where ace had a spoken word part of mm -hmm. like saying to the girl oh yeah you're not so pretty but your body's not bad <laughs> you know dead panic speaking it and he's speaking throughout parts of this demo um so ace and gene together uh, it's just like magic so uh that was that was my pick all right least favorite that's a good one least favorite um is actually uh oh there's Two choices. I'm just thinking which one's better, but I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Weapons, the version that is not Ace. Hmm. I like the one with Ace, but I don't like the other version. <laughs> it just it, it doesn't work uh, with Gene for some reason on the other one, but the one with Ace just somehow works. So it's kind of weird how that happened, but uh, I'd say that's the one, the Gene version of Weapons. Yeah, so the funny thing about Weapons is that is Eric Singer and Bruce Kulick on guitar, and of course Ace comes in and just does the vocals on it, so Ace playing on a Bruce and Eric song with Gene. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's kind of fascinating. I love, you know, I, I'm going to disagree with your pick on uh, on that, but, <laughs> okay. I, you know, that's one of the high points on Asshole for me, one of the few songs on that album I actually really like. Um, mm. But there you go. Okay, i got to pick a bad one on this, and... You know, I want to say Vinny's song, but uh, I, I don't think people will let me. So I'm going to completely cop out and go with <laughs> oh, Bells of Freedom for one reason. Mm. It's a really, really good song, but they killed it sonically. I, I mean, if you look at the waveform, it is just a solid brick. It has absolutely no dynamics whatsoever. It is brutalized, which is a shame. Because mm. it's such as uh, you know, it's a strong track. So I'm I'm killing. Yeah. I'm saying at least favorites simply on technical grounds rather than artistic. Not liking it, 
And I, I certainly yeah. can't say I like Vinny's song very much, but uh, it's at least listenable. Yeah, well, I wrote I wrote a comment on that one saying that it, you know, I said I like it, but I said it could could have been on the Kiss album. I mean, just the song, you know, if it was cleaned up and everything, um, I, I I could see that, you know, that could have been on the Kiss album back in the day, um, and I think it would have worked. Which one, Vinny's or Bell's? The Bell's. Yeah. Bell's. Yeah. yeah. To- totally. I mean, again, Gene and kind of anthemic. I mean, he's writing like Paul Stanley here. You know, big, yeah. big, catchy yeah. hooks and choruses and doing very well. So, you know, it, it, it's not a terrible song. So I, I just knock it out on the technicality. All right. <laughs> Let's move to disc oh. three. And next page. Yeah, this this is a difficult one. Um, and initially, when I got the vault, I spent a lot of time listening to this disc, really trying to figure out number one, what the hell, and number two, what the hell. So <laughs> maybe you had a more easy time than I had. What what are your favorite two off this? It's hard, but um, I put uh, one of them is uh, Hell or High Water. Um, I think it's a great song. Great. What 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 crazy nights could have been, you know? Um, it's just more raw, and which is what it should be, you know. Not not all that, you know, sugary coating on it, um, like crazy nights. So because uh, that kind of just took the song down, as far as I'm concerned. I, it's a great song, well written song. Uh, and in this form, it's, it's pretty darn good. I like it. Yep, I, I totally agree. And again, like a lot of the Crazy Nights stuff, it proves to me that Crazy Nights could have been such a better album if Paul Stanley had produced it and it sounded more like Asylum, you know, the sonics of that album, um, maybe without the stupid cover. Um, <laughs> but But being polished to death really took the edge off those songs, and the edge that they have as demos is, you know, it's great to finally hear them. All right, your second pick. My second pick is going to be Only You on this. Um, it's kind of a you know a version that's different, of course, from the uh, Elder, a little bit different. Um, but I, I just like it because I always liked Only You anyway, I guess. Maybe I kind of favor that song. Um, but this one is, has more like that's keyboards going on in it, I think, right? Um, I heard some in it. And... Uh, it said interesting drumming, uh, and I'm wondering who was drumming on this because it sounded to me like he's saying that they, they didn't come in to help him on this song. Um, but I'm thinking someone might have, or maybe Eric could have been on it, uh, unless Gene did some fancy stuff in the studio. Um, yeah, the impression so, I get is that it's, it's certainly not Eric. It predates Eric's tenure yeah, in the band. Unless it's so. him or he found someone else, but... It's yeah. pretty good drumming for Gene if he did that. Yeah, it's probably a studio cat, judging by how good it is. But uh, I'd certainly agree that you know it's it's a great sounding, one of the very very best sounding uh, in terms of its production qualities or you know record, recording techniques um, mm-hmm. on the whole of the vault for me. I just love it through and through. But okay. it's not one of my picks. <laughs> yes. So what are your two picks? 
I I really feel I've got to go with one of the Edward Van Halen guitar songs, even yeah, if yeah, Christine easy. 16 is blah. It's like okay, that's it. Okay, it really does sound like that on the solo. That, that's all. That's all I get out of that one. Uh-huh. Um, Tunnel of Love was oh hmm. really okay, but on Have Love Will Travel. He's letting oh, yeah. fly a lot more, and you get that very young Edward Van Halen just all over the fretboard, um, no restraints. He, I mean, he was told to keep it simple, keep it ace-like for Christine 16. <laughs> but I guess on Have Love Will Travel, he was just able to you know, be much less restrained, and it makes it more fun. Then you suddenly go, okay, that's the, the Van Halen demos with Gene Simmons. And finally... You, you get right. to hear them. And, and that one of the three for me, everyone's going to get something different out of them when they hear them. But that for me, I was like, okay, that, that's great. I'm glad we finally get to hear that. Number two, and it's tough. Uh, this is really, really tough, especially with the mix of stuff off Crazy Nights, off Asylum, off Carnival of Souls, all mixed in. But I think I'm going to have to agree and go with only you. Um Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's just beautiful. It really is yeah. stunning, and can't even play any sample of that. It it really is one of those <laughs> extremely high moments. And the last track on the album is "Am I Losing My Mind," which is yet another version of "Only You" with a oh, diff- yeah. with a different chorus. So you you get plenty of kind of taste from the elder. And again, any elder stuff included on any Kiss release that I haven't heard is awesome. Um, so. Yeah, I'm happy with that pick. Least favorite. What didn't work for you here? Ooh, okay. Let's see. Um, let's see which one marked a couple. I think I'm going to go with... Uh, <clears throat> is, uh, am I Losing My Mind? Oh, and that was and th- that was Only You, with a, but it had a different chorus, and it just didn't work. Um I thought, nah, get rid of that one. Because <laughs> I like the, only, the other one, only you, that he did earlier. So, um, yeah, that one, I just, it just, it didn't work. Different course. It messed it up to me. All right. Well, people are going to be a little bit, well, I nearly had Live Fast, Die Young as one of my least favorite songs on this album. On a technicality again. On a technicality? Yep, because it's the wrong title. It, they have it listed as Trial by Fire. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, yeah. it's not. It's Live Fast, Die Young. That's the original name of the demo. All Going back to the 80s when they were talking about the album, they always said that you know that's what it was originally called. So they should have called it that on the vault. But that's just me being well, an idiot or Julian or the same thing. <laughs> but I can't pick something off Asylum. So True Confessions is... Mm-hmm simply not one of my favorite gene songs and it's on the box too many times there are some of those that simply should not have been included and this is one of them everything else even mad dog which was issued on the box set in 2001 and here it's a different master i prefer that i just do not like true confessions so Hmm. that's yeah um, i kind of agree with you it's not the greatest um it's that has still has that background, you know, female background vocals going on, I think, in it. Um, it's just, and I don't know if I cared for it that way. 
Yeah, so th- this one was actually uh, his original demo, and then I think he went back in and had the girls put the backing vocals on it. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I agree with you. All right, well, we're on disc four, so. Uh... Four, fifth page. All right. Um, let's see, my favorites. All right. Um, my first one on disc four is Man of a Thousand Faces. I really like that song. Which um, one? Which one? Number one or number two? Oh, oh, yeah. That's right. There's two. <laughs> Uh, it's actually number uh, one. Uh, I wrote on, on number two. I said number one is better. <laughs> so, yeah, um, number one. I just like that feel better. Um, I think it works better than the other one. He does a really yeah. interesting vocal, and, and he mentions it in the book of who he was trying to kind of emulate in terms of uh, the speech that he was delivering. He was trying to make it more of a character than just a song. So... I'm, I'm glad you went with that one as it is superior. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Well, yeah, it's to me, it's good. And I've always liked the song. I mean, I even like the song on it so long. But uh, I thought this one, you know, really worked nicely on here. So the other number two pick is you'd probably be able to guess this one um, is It's My Life. Um, um, just because. I, I was hoping a little bit better, you know, clear, you know, better version than it is, or, or you know, we want to say more produced, I guess. Um, but it's still, come on, it's a great, great song. And what what strikes me is when, um, who was it? Uh, Gene was saying in the book that he kept taking that back to people on a Kiss album. Mm-hmm. He kept, you know, um, he wanted it from, you know, for creatures. And he said he kept pushing it song throughout and it kept being turned down. And I just can't get why, you know, it, it got turned down. So I think there's some, I don't know, uh, like I said in another one that there's some poo-pooing on Gene's material. Um, here and there and uh, this is definitely one that shouldn't have been left off of at least lick it up i mean they left off the creatures lick it up animal eyes come come on yep you put this other stuff gene stuff on there and not this song you're telling me those other songs are better than this song no 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 who produced that album yeah (coughs) produced it i think but anyway so i don't know it's just a great song. It should have never been left off that early. Uh, unfortunately, it, it came out later on, uh, well, on the box set. Uh, it never even made it on Psycho Circus, but it was too watered down or clean. You know, it's not raw enough at that time when they produced it there. So, I don't know. That's my other favorite on there. Yeah, it was actually shit on the box set because that was the 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 re-recorded one from it was a it was a letdown on the box set yeah the the originals version they called it and by the unoriginals so completely disappointed <laughs> i can actually play a little bit of that as it was on the b-roll so here's some of uh, it's my life yes
just in case you've been living under a rock and have never heard the greatest kiss anthem to never be a kiss anthem yeah <laughs> yeah all right yeah. so so this was a very very difficult disc for me more so than the third yeah, one, a difficult one because it's got some 78 77 78 79 stuff um my f- number one favorite song off this is charisma and oh, it, yeah. it is simply because of craig smith and his charisma <laughs> cover <It's funny. laughs> which is was just a precursor now we find out that his uh delivery in nashville at the rock and pot expo last year at the jam session afterwards is actually not that far off from the demo from the demo uh, so yeah, true. um can't, again can't play any of that i just love the demo it's just so quirky and character filled it had me smiling and all i could see was craig on stage and i'm hearing gene's version and i'm seeing craig on stage and uh you know <laughs> I, I guess you gotta be there to to really put the two together but you can go on youtube and finds and find craig's cover that uh th- they did in nashville number two <laughs> is much more difficult because mm-hmm. while you've got it's my life sonically it's a pinch better than what was the best of what's out there that i had um it's an improvement but it's not as good as i was really hoping for mm-hmm. um but it, it, it's it's not far off so my second pick on this has got to go with going blind little lady which oh, yeah. is yeah, just yeah. absolutely epic we've heard about it um to get to hear it finally that was a real real treat very pleased to to finally get to hear that i think it's 1969 or 1970 um mm-hmm. with, with brooke ostrander um on piano or or, or maybe I'm, I'm wrong that i can't remember off the top of my head so two very very good songs one which is you know just historic no i'm 93 and 16 because that didn't come around until 74 when they're right, recording it. later so all the the little lady from beneath the sea and the lyrics that you hear in mtv unplugged to hear it in its original form and gene's voice is just very striking on that so young chime all right let's try and pick a least favorite on this disc oh yeah yeah um i wrote dude I I put well. There's a couple choices. Uh, this one I did shows true confessions. <laughs> number one, <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one that um, it's kind of funny, huh? Um, but uh, yeah, that one again. I don't know. Um, it, it just could have been better. Um, uh, and again, like you said, it's so hard to pick a balance because a lot of the stuff. This is one of the better discs yeah. on the set, right? So um, it's hard to pick uh, one that's down. I mean, it's not horrible, but if I've got to pick one, I'm going to pick that one. Okay. Hmm. <laughs> what? Well, mine's actually rocking in the USA. For, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. For the for the most part. It's very similar to the final album version. There's just parts in the refrain, rocking in the USA, yay! You know, just that a little bit different, and it's just so corny. I'm just like, ugh. I like the part, though, in that where they did USA all the way. 
Yeah, that's the that part. part I can't stand. Well, that's I, the part I do like. Well, you know, that's I'm all like right. I'm cheering for the U.S. Yeah. But, and, you know, uh, that's why I like you don't like it. Maybe not being born here. I just don't have the same kind of outlook on it. But um, I, I, was, I always cringe to that song. But it, it was kind of like funny. I'm just sitting there going, ew. And... <laughs> You know the demo is really cool. That without a doubt, it's cool. But I just do not like that song. I don't like its original version. I'm glad they changed it up slightly, so it's not as cornball or like that all yeah. the way. Woo, 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 woo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. So we're we're only going to do five discs today because we want to we ration ration ourselves. So. All right. So Ken, let's let's get on to disc. Five, uh, and this will be the last disc that we talk about today. Um, this was a difficult one for me. Uh, you know, we get into more of the eclectic side of Gene Simmons, which means there's a little bit more to kind of uh, mm. ponder. I, I want to say one thing though: neither of us is allowed to pick the writing session with Bob Dylan as our least favorite track on this disc. It has I didn't. To, okay, um, I didn't. <laughs> I, I'm just saying that to keep myself then from picking that because that would it would be just, cheating. It would be a total cop out. All right. So, what are your two favorite tracks on uh, on this one? All right, my two favorites on this one are "Always Near You." Always near you is one of them. Which we, we uh, got to experience in person. Gene yeah, around that's right. That. He did some of it. That was very yeah. cool when, uh, in L.A. when he did that on his uh, acoustic guitar. So that was that was special. And this one's like that. I mean, it's just very, very nice. I, I like it better than the you know the uh, version on the solo album. Um, yeah. No, it's I just, totally it's agree. Better. If, he, if they would have stuck to more of that kind of thing and a little bit less you know the less production on gene solo album man that would have that could have been the best solo album you know <laughs> it could have been you know well some some those. people will tell you that it is well i like it a lot to tell you too myself I, I when i first got it it was my favorite one because i like all different kinds of sounds of music but i i just think it's uh it, it could have been really really great really great all right, so that's the first one. Um, the other one I have is You're My Reason for Living, Synth, the synth version. Mm. And I really like that one. Um, I think this one, I wrote down that this could have been a power ballad in the 80s. Seriously, it would have been a hit. It did it right, and there's some power chords going on in it, parts of the song. I thought, man, this this could have been a big hit, you know. This could have been a Gene hit in the '80s. Um, so that's just my thoughts on that. I, I really like that one. Both of which are extremely good picks. Obviously, I think we'll always have that moment in L.A. where he just—I'm standing next to Ken Sharp, geeking out oh, yeah. at Gene Simmons playing some of that song "Always Near You." I—I I mean, that is just one of those moments in my personal history that I'll take to my grave as being one of those great, great moments. Mm-hmm. Just, um, you know, just the company of that day, and obviously Ken's been an inspiration. Yeah all of all of my kind of kiss career so to speak all right so me my my favorites on this um dreamer 
It's it's not one mm. of the greatest songs on the disc, but when you actually listen to the lyrics, you suddenly realize that it's a combination of two songs, When I Awoke and Something of a Dreamer, which were both on his 1970 solo um, demo reel. And he'd sent that out okay. to try and get a publishing or you know record deal, and, and they were very simply recorded, and he didn't include those on the vault at all. He, I mean, he did include four tracks from that, I think, 13-song demo. But mm-hmm. this was him in, like, 1975 with a 12-string acoustic, he says, going back to kind of revisit it. And all of when he sings the first verse, having seen the actual lyric sheet, so when I woke up, I'm like, holy shit, he's ripping himself, he's recycling himself. <laughs> And, and then he goes into the other part of something of a dream. I'm like, wait, that was on the the reel as well. So it's almost like you're getting three gifts. You're getting Gene in the mid seventies with a acoustic uh, playing a, a, a sweet and sentimental ballad. And then you suddenly realize that it goes back to the earliest part of his musical career, you know, 1969, 70. And it's some really old shit. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like, as a historian of sorts, as someone who appreciates the history, and it, you know, it's gone through all the demos and and whatnot. I've I've got to pick it, um, regardless mm-hmm. of that there maybe being other stuff on there that is just as good. Um, <laughs> number two is where it gets difficult mm-hmm. because the rest of it, <clears throat> always near you, is absolutely insanely good, and I'm just gonna have to pick that. Um, you know, as much as I love See You Tonight, and for the same <laughs> yeah. reasons, again, just yeah. the dynamic difference between a fully produced version and the demo, there's much more artistic kind of um, honesty in that original mm-hmm. version that you can never capture once you go back into the studio. They call it demoitis yeah. when you go into the studio, and you're trying to recapture that feel or the energy or that moment, which you just never can. And it's it's exactly everything that you said about Always Near You. It's just absolutely stunning. Um, Great. You know, if, if you are an aficionado of Gene Simmons' solo album and you're on the fence about the vault, I will say his oh, yeah. his demos from that album, even the god awful True Confessions, um, you know, are, are really, really, really good. Without without yeah. a doubt, they're they're worth the price of admission. Just that one itself for me. So. Um, all right, enough, enough, enough gushing, <laughs> Mr. Gill. Now we have to try and pick our least favorite off this one. Ooh. <clears throat> All right, I let's see. It's down to a couple here, maybe. Um, I think I'm gonna put. I'm gonna say everybody wants somebody. That's gonna be my my pick on that one. Uh, it was kind of a hard pick. Like you said, there's, it's not easy. So, but that's the one. I don't know. I that one for now doesn't do anything. I just wrote it's okay. You know, if I write just okay, it's like eh, I can take it or leave it kind of thing. So, that's the one that I can't remember it right now. Yeah, my mine mine is going to be one of the versions of now that you're gone, and I can't remember which one it is. There's oh one. yeah, that was my other. That was my other possibility. Is this one or that one? Number one yeah. or number three or uh, I, number three? Number three was the one that would have been my other choice. Or is it number two synth? I mean, there's three versions on this disc, and there's you know there's the version that you've heard on. Was it on the Kiss Box? Yeah, two I wrote is pretty good. 
three I, I is one of those okay ones for me. Yeah, so there's one that's just got too much heavy stuff on top of it, and I, I think the quality wasn't there. Again, I, I, I just haven't marked down which one is which so yet many. on it. There's some. There's too many on one disc. You, number, the the problem with disc five is you've got the 15 minutes of Bob Dylan writing session, which yeah. I have to edit that out of my playlist because it's not anything I want to hear more than once. Oh, okay, I haven't even listened to the full thing yet. Um, I I, I just don't <laughs> it's care. Interesting, but no, it's it's not the same as say if they had a video camera running and you were watching that. Oh, that movie. would have been yeah, great. That then you've got context, then you have faces, then you have scenery, just like expressions. That. Yeah, it, if you think of the Kissology Easter egg of uh, them in the the studio for mm. Carnival of Souls, you know when you're a fly on the yeah. wall and you're looking. It's completely different than, say, having a st- stethoscope up against the wall and listening to a conversation where you don't get the context <laughs> right. Um, right. as much. So, you know, it's like the ultimate Paul Stanley teaching demo from the Love Gun Deluxe, which just bores the living shit out of me. But, you know, again, we weren't we um, decided not to pick that one. Did you notice on, on this in, in, the, in the book that Gene Simmons had written? Uh, I know we know that uh, he said he wrote the riff for, uh, you know, Black Diamond, that one riff. He said he wrote the riff. And he also said, which I didn't know, that he wrote the riff for uh, Come On and Love Me. Paul took it and made us Come On and Love Me out of that. It's the riff in that. And also in Take Me, another riff. So I was like, you kidding me? I didn't even know that. Um, I was like, hmm. You know, he writes some darn good riffs. He he comes up with some real good riffs. And Paul obviously saw those couple or used those couple because he knew they were good and, and made good songs out of them, you know, great songs out of them. Yeah, I, I wonder what Sean Delaney would have said about all of that with uh, particularly Take Me, which he, well, he, he, he yeah, said he well, wrote. Yeah, you know, who knows? You know, but there, there's so much of that. His word. Yeah, th- yeah, throughout history, so to speak, uh, of who wrote what. I mean, there's stories about yeah. Stephen Coronel writing more mm, of She true. than he's actually credited for. Um, it's possible. Yeah. You know, at, at this point, you know, the book. What What did you think about the, mean, the vault and its packaging in the book itself? I mean, are, are you getting a lot out of reading these stories and getting a kick out of them? Or are you finding them a, a little bit lacking you know, I, I was hoping for dates, studios, players, yeah. and, 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 you know, studio cut sheets and union sheets and all that sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, that, yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of that stuff. I mean, I like seeing, of course, the lyrics, the handwritten lyrics that he puts on there. But uh, as of dating some of the material and maybe for sure who played on some of the songs, there's some there's something lacking there. And I would love for them to still maybe put out a, a download from the Gene Simmons side of the real chronological, <laughs> if they can, uh, song list of in chronological order. Uh, so maybe we can ha- get a better idea on some of the stuff. Um, you know, it's a suggestion out there. If, you know, Keith, you're, you're <laughs> watching, but probably not, but no, uh, he's saying you again. No, I've, yeah, blo- again, I've blocked you, you, know, you out. Trouble. Troublemaker, uh, who you know wanted his thing shipped, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, stuff like that, and yeah, like you said, uh, more studio information, and maybe you know what studio he 
was at uh, for some of these demos. Of course, some of them were just, there was probably no studio, but um, I, yeah, a little bit more detail would have been nice, I think. In the closet at room 64 at the Holiday exactly. Inn. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. Uh, it's still good. I mean, it's still good that he remembers as much as he does, I guess, you know, um, even though some of it may be fuzzy or he remembers it differently than it really maybe really was in some cases. But, uh, yeah, um, detail would have been a little bit more detail. It's still a nice book, though. I can't complain too bad. All right. Before we wrap up of these first five discs, what is your favorite favorite and your least favorite out of all those that you've just picked for me? My favorite disc? No, your favorite song. Pick the one off those first five. Oh, crap. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You, 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 uh, you got ten uh, to choose from. Wow. Uh, mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, I mean, I, ah. could, I could make it easy and just say, you know, it's my life, but I'm not going to take an easy way out on it. Um, uh, I'm going to say oof, it might be Hey You or it might be something like uh, uh, like Master Flash. Uh, gee. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's it's hard. Uh, and, and that's why I wanted to spring that one on you. I wanted to really make you squirm. There's, there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah, a lot of squirming. It's, be, be, it's because it, it's tough. It really is. And, and I didn't even think about, you know, that wasn't. It's you know, a lot pretty, of, there's a lot of good stuff on here. I mean, if you're thinking about it, buying it, somebody out there, um, there is a lot of good stuff out here. I, I, I will have sure, to say. Sure, it's not all, it's not final production uh, quality as on album quality on everything. It's, it's demos, right? But they're really good. A lot of good songs. All right, I will I will pick one and charisma because hard. it makes me smile. It, it, Which one? Charisma, the demo. Oh, charisma, yeah. Just yeah. just because well, of yeah. the smile. I like that song anyway. You know yeah. the the smile. And as for least favorites, um, you you oh, know well. again it's the it's the same sort of boat that um, I think Mongoloid Man Mongoloid. as as the biggest <laughs> you know the the biggest disappointment. Yeah, I agree. You know, I just agree. just expecting something so grand. All right, so that's the first five discs. We haven't gone song by song. You're just going to have to read my song stories, which are up on the FAQ website. I'm slowly working my way through. I got uh, stuck on – I'm still on disc five because I've had a very busy couple of weeks, but I will get back into writing up more of those and trying to get some of the consistency errors fixed between, uh, you know, what we know about them. But – um I'm glad it finally arrived, and I'm glad you're able to finally partake in. Yeah. You must have gotten sick of hearing me talk about the vault and keep doing these episodes with other people. You're like, where the hell's mine? Where the hell's mine? Oh, yeah. I mean, there had been, I don't know how many vault experiences already, and, I'd like, all these people were getting their vault and got their vaults and stuff, and I'd like, okay, this was supposed to be shipped to me <laughs> early January, and, it, you know, it's like, come on, you know, get it to me. So, yeah, I'm happy it finally did arrive, so... uh uh, they don't have to be worrying about me e- emailing them anymore. <laughs> nope. So it, it was worth it, the wait then, which is, uh, I guess, the key. It and is so, worth the wait. And since I can still do Kiss Have a Key podcast episodes about it, all is good. And we'll have one more episode in on the yeah. vault when we do the rest of the discs. All right, let's leave it there for today. Ken, thank you for joining me as always. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, if you do like us, 
do hit like on YouTube and then click on the subscribe button so that you get notifications on YouTube when we upload new episodes and we do sometimes upload some other stuff other than episodes. We appreciate you listening to us. Give us a review on iTunes or wherever you do. Listen to us or join us on the FAQ or Facebook and chime in on the topic that we've discussed today. What are your two favorite di- um, your two favorite songs <laughs> off each of the first five discs and your least favorite song off each of them as well if you purchase the vault? Um, and yeah. if you haven't, well, I'm dreadfully sorry. But um, check out some of the samples that are available on the Kiss Monster discography page for the vault. Everything that I am able to put samples for, I have, I think. And if not, you'll tell me. All right, so thank you for joining <laughs> us, and we will see you next time. But for now, from Ken and myself, goodbye. Thank you for spending time listening to the KISS FAQ podcast today. All sales are final. There are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the KISS FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again.